Jewish Latin Princess, Episode 20, Rebecca Schweiger, artist, founder of the Art Studio New York, and author. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at JewishLatinPrincess.com, your host, Yael. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Always happy to be here. Have you ever said, well, I'm really not that creative, or no, I'm not the creative one? Or are you the creative one? My guest today has a unique take on creativity, which she will share with us. With her approach, she's been able to transform the lives of thousands of students who have walked past her studio, the Art Studio in New York. I have Rebecca Schweiger on the show. Rebecca is not only an internationally renowned artist who has exhibited her work in major galleries and sells it across the globe, but she's the founder of the Art Studio in New York and the author of the newly released book, Release Your Creativity, Discover Your Inner Artist with 15 Simple Painting Projects. Today, Rebecca and I talk about the concept and promise of the Art Studio New York, which has become the number one rated New York City art studio, offering hundreds of monthly art classes and programs for children and adults. The Art Studio New York offers a unique community for those seeking an uplifting, fun, and creative home to relieve stress, reconnect within, and express themselves authentically through art on the canvas and in daily life. We discuss what was the impetus for her to take a non-traditional route within the art world. You will hear in Rebecca a woman who's found a clear mission and calling in life and has, with much dedication, embarked in fulfilling it. She tells us about the resistance she faced and on the flip side, shares how her work has made a profound impact in her students' lives, one that, as you will hear, goes well beyond the canvas. And how do you get an approbation from Ellie Wiesel of Blessed Memory? Rebecca tells us how she and him crossed paths. And if you wonder what you could be doing better to nourish your children's creativity, Rebecca has some wonderful tips for you. As I told Rebecca in the interview, what I love about her work is that it is both so spiritual yet so practical. Ladies, you're in for a real treat. Here's the lovely Rebecca Schweiger. Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be with you, Yael. It is amazingly great to be with you. As I've told you offline, art is like one of my favorite, favorite topics in the world. And hello, you're a creativity expert. How cool is that? (laughs) Thank you. I want to be a creativity expert. (laughs) Well, everyone's creative, so... You may find that you actually truly are a creativity expert as well. You, you may be. We'll explore that together. We'll explore that today. So let's start before we even get to um, creative. Well, yeah, we're going to get right to it because really 
I'm I'm dumbfounded by the concept and the promise of the art studio in New York, which you founded and your work. And I, you know, when I first read about it, I was like, I needed this in my life. When I lived in New York, I had a very intense life in New York back in the day, and I would have probably benefited tremendously from this because I actually loved art growing up. I've always loved art and have a, a creative side to me that I feel has not been fully explored or expressed. But anyway. Um, and um, I also, on the flip side, I don't think I'm that skilled or that talented. But your promise here with the art studio is that we can all create regardless of skill level. And that's where I'm like, what? How does that work? So walk us through that, Rebecca. Absolutely. I'm happy to. Well, what you've just expressed, other people certainly feel as well. And on a daily basis, when I share with people in New York City and I uh, work with people across the world, what, what I'm doing, they'll say, yes, but I'm really not creative. I can't draw a straight line. I can't draw a stick figure. And my response is, I hear that 500 times a day. Yes, you can. I always say, you are creative. You may just not know it yet. Okay. So the, the core of the art studio in New York is to nurture people's creativity and we have over 100 classes a week for all ages, mm-hmm. and our goal is to create a safe, encouraging space where people like yourself can learn and grow, relax, and really express themselves. So everyone that's listening, and really everyone in the world is creative. Everyone's held a crayon. At some point in your life, you probably painted, or you had a sketchbook, or you had that freedom as Mm -hmm. a child to really express yourself in very creative ways. It's really our first language, often more than speech. Mm. Uh, And as we grow older, we become conditioned to spend time elsewhere. We become conditioned to think that we're not creative. Perhaps at some point it could be in first grade or 10th grade. Someone told us, "Ah, you're not so good at this, or you're not good enough, or other people are better at this. There's some moment, I always call it post-traumatic art class experience. Uh And every person I speak to had this moment. I had it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And what happened in your moment? Well, I could tell you that, first of all, my very close circle of friends, we were all very artistic. We would, throughout the summer, we would paint, we would, um, we would buy clay, and we, in the backyard, we had set up, it was more like a back porch, we had set up a whole thing where we um, worked on clay, and then we took it to the, what do you call it, the place where you put it in the oven, and we painted, yeah. I mean, we did a lot of things. However, I always felt, and unfortunately, I wish some of my friends from childhood would be listening to this podcast, but I don't think they're Jewish. So uh, maybe I should tag them and have them come on board. But <laughs> I always felt like they were so much more talented than me. And to this day, like some of them really evolved as artists and I see their work and it's like mind blowing. Uh, you could tell as a child, Rebecca, that they were extremely talented. I mean, I was just kind of tagging along and we just enjoyed doing that. But it, you know, it was evident who was going to pursue this as a life work and kind of like, which one of us wasn't? <laughs> mm-hmm. So so the focus of the Art Studio New York and the focus of my work is much less about who's going to become the famous artist that exhibits their artwork in galleries. Uh-huh. My, my focus is 
how can we utilize art, which is one of the oldest modes of self-expression and communication in human history, mm-hmm. how can we tap that to feel more fulfilled in life, to feel a greater sense of balance, to feel more at peace, to heal, to have the therapeutic effects that art naturally provides so that we can feel like the happier, healthier, Mm -hmm. more fulfilled human being that we all want to be. So it's less about natural talent Uh and more about the creative potential that we all have inside of ourselves. And when, when someone is given a safe, encouraging space with instruction or support system that guides them step by step through any process. It could be dance. It could be cooking class. It Mm -hmm. could be standing on your head. Uh In my case at the art studio in New York, our approach is to provide this sense of safety, this warmth with artists who are professional artists Mm -hmm. who have been trained professionally, who are exhibiting their artwork and they're out in the world professionally and really have a love of sharing the power of art with others. And you combine that with a very unique approach that I take to teaching art, which really combines artistic technique with the empowerment and the freedom of self-expression. And then add on top of that, a sense of emotional intelligence and emotional intent, excuse me, emotional care and connection with every person that's walking through our door. Mm -hmm. And this very tailor-made approach to every person who is learning in our studio. And so you put all of those ingredients together and you have, I would say quite a unique approach to learning art that really doesn't exist in many other places. Um, It is not the typical academic approach. It's more of a holistic approach to creativity and self-expression that is combined with personal development and, you know, who are you? Where are you in your life? Why are you taking these classes? What do you need from us? And how can we nurture you so that not only are you going to walk away with a painting that you love, but you'll walk away with creative tools that you can implement into your daily life. And so our approach is more of a 360 degree approach to literally every person that walks in our studio. So no two people Mm -hmm. are receiving exactly the same instruction. Mm -hmm. And every person who's in our studio is is on the receiving end of a lot of care, um, whether it's the instructor or our studio coordinators. Um, it's, It's more of a community and a family than let me just take an art class once a week. And so people walk away two hours later feeling like they just had a massage for their spirit rather wow. than, you know, a physical massage on this massage table. Mm-hmm. And it's powerful. It's a very powerful experience. And so it doesn't matter. Maybe the last time you painted was 50 years ago. Maybe you can't draw a straight line. It doesn't <laughs> matter. That's not what it's about. It's more about having that safe space to express yourself. And what happens, of course, on the canvas or on the paper, but there's a transformation that happens internally that is just as beautiful, if not more, than the piece of artwork that's created. Wow, this is so amazing what I'm hearing. And and so 
I guess it's the perfect segue to my question as to how did it happen that you ended up here? What was the impetus? Meaning you were already an accomplished artist. You had followed a traditional route. You were selling your artwork, exhibiting in major galleries, selling across the world, yet you you developed this method. You had this this sensitivity, this unique idea. Like what was it that that what was the impetus for taking this non-traditional route and creating something completely different from what the art world was offering? Absolutely. It's such a good question. Like you said, I was in the stage of my life, gratefully so, I was exhibiting and selling my artwork and I had exhibited already in my early 20s in museums and galleries across the country. And at the same time, I felt like something was missing. Mm -hmm. I myself had benefited so much from my own creative practice and my time painting and drawing and really becoming an artist, not only in the creation of my artwork, but really implementing the techniques and tools that I had learned from making art into looking at my life as a canvas and realizing, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm the artist of my life. And if my life is not looking the way I want it to look, maybe I can use some of the tools that I've learned in painting a canvas. Maybe I can implement some of those tools into my life. So Uh how can I look at, you know, it really was a change in philosophy. How can I look at my life like the canvas and how can I look at myself as the artist of my life. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, if I am stressed or overwhelmed, what tools, what have I learned about the process of creativity and painting? Oh, okay, I need to slow down. I need to be less connected or less attached to the results. I need to be more Mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. I need to be open to making mistakes. There's nothing wrong with making mistakes. Actually, a lot of times our mistakes lead to a greater sense of beauty on the canvas. Uh, Can I apply those to my own personal life? And there are so so many examples, um, and I know later we'll talk about the book that I just published, Release Your Creativity, which also talks about a lot of these ideas of what one can learn from the creative experience and then how one can bring that into their daily life. But Mm -hmm. for my own self, that was really a path that I was on. And I was really beginning to see that making art and creating art went far beyond the canvas. It really was starting to become a spiritual path for me. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I was working with uh, students in teaching in non-traditional settings, such as nursing homes that had palliative care, Mm -hmm. was working with teenagers who had behavioral challenges. Uh, And there were a number of other settings that were quite non-traditional. And what I was seeing was that through teaching art and through providing this very safe, nurturing, hands-on approach to creativity, people's challenges the way they were looking at their challenges, their behavior, the ability to problem solve, uh, their ability to have more therapeutic tools at their, at, their, um, at their hands. 
the art was incredibly, incredibly therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, and through sitting with, for example, senior citizens who, you know, perhaps were at the end of their lives, and certainly that's a stressful stage in life, through sitting an hour or two a week, their moods were lifted, their stress decreased, their ability to focus increased, ability to make eye contact. I mean, there was such a long list, it was almost miraculous. It it almost seemed like a magic act. And so as I continued to work with people both in groups and one-on-one, I kept receiving the feedback of how therapeutic art was for them. And again, it had nothing to do with if they had ever painted or done art before. Most had not. Uh Uh, But the experience of sitting down and being creative and having that free space to express themselves for people over and over and over was not only transformative, it was healing and it was therapeutic and it was empowering. And I already knew that for myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that would be the case for others. And so as I continued to sort of, I I saw it as almost like a science experiment. Mm -hmm. And as I saw that no matter the age, no matter the background, no matter the religion, no matter the culture, that the thread that wove through all of this was the experience was so positive and emotionally and spiritually positive for people that I, I felt inspired and even more than inspired, I felt a real calling to bring this type of creative experience to the masses. And while I wanted to continue painting and creating my own artwork, I felt like I really wanted to change the world and, and reach a much larger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really the inspiration and what encouraged me to start the art studio in New York, which was 13 years ago. Wow, 13 years ago. So so take us a little bit down memory lane to those early days. Like, how did you even start? I know now you have, a, I don't know, like a 2000 square feet studio. You have classes mm-hmm. across different locations in the city. What were those early days like? So... The early days looked like this. I was working in a nonprofit organization in New York City. Well, well, the, sorry to interrupt you, but while at the same time you had been, you were working as a site thing with like nursing homes and things like that. Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. Okay. So I was working in a Jewish nonprofit, mm-hmm. and I was I had an art studio of my own. I was painting and selling and exhibiting. Mm -hmm. And like I said, running my quote unquote, creative scientific experience, Mm -hmm. experiment, um, to watch and observe the changes that people felt from actually sitting down and doing art. And it was becoming more and more clear to me that my dream really was to create my own art school or art center. Mm -hmm. And I decided pretty quickly, I mean, I remember being in my office at work one day and thinking, you know what, why am I spending so much time nurturing someone else's dream when I have my own? (laughs) And I was in my mid-20s, so luckily I was naive enough to not recognize, you know, the different challenges that would come along with starting my own business. A real entrepreneur. Right, right. I mean, thank goodness for not knowing all of the details. Right. And 
soon after I quit that job, um, I decided at the time I was living in a small studio apartment in New York City. Uh And I decided I'm going to rent a much larger one bedroom and I'm going to start this business out of my apartment. Um, I didn't want to have, um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't looking for investors. I wasn't looking to have, uh, you know, a huge operation out of the gate. I wanted to start the organization in a very lean way. Uh And, and so that's what I did. And so in 2004, I rented an apartment. I started the art studio in New York in the bedroom. I made the bedroom (laughs) an art studio. Um, I lived out of the living room. I made the living room more of a studio apartment. Uh And I started with five students. How did you find I, them? They were your close friends? <laughs> no. So I, I found them because I stood on Broadway on the Upper West Side of Manhattan outside of an ice cream store and literally <laughs> handed out hot pink flyers. Oh, my God. Um, this is great. <laughs> and I, had, I was committed to doing whatever it took. And I thought, well... You know, in New York, there are a lot of flyers hanging all over the city. And I thought, well, you know, people must hang these flyers for a reason. They must lead they, to something or else people work. wouldn't hang them up. I mean, why would there be flyers everywhere if they uh-huh. led to nothing? So I thought, well, you know, no harm in trying. And so that's what I did. I printed probably like 500 hot pink flyers that oh. said, you know, <laughs> in big, bold letters, art classes, a very short paragraph about the types of classes that were offered with my email and phone number. And at the same time, I started a website and started to to do some search engine optimization so that if people were searching for art classes, they would find me eventually. Uh-huh. And that's how it started. You know, I'm sure at the time, word of mouth, I must have been spreading the word to people that I knew. But literally, and I, I'm still in touch with a few of my very, very first students. And, and that's how it started. And very quickly, five students grew to 10, grew to 15, grew to 20, grew to 50. Um, I hired another artist and and she taught alongside what I was doing. And, And it just grew and continues to grow like a weed. So now we have over a hundred classes a week. We have um, seven employees. Uh, in addition to that, there are about 10 very, very talented independent artists um, who teach different types of classes that they're real experts at. Wow. And in addition to the classes that take place in our main art studio, we run corporate events throughout New York City. We do a lot of team building corporate events. We go to people's homes. Uh, we work with different organizations throughout the city. This week, we're actually down at a preschool, um, and we're working there and really nurturing the little ones with creativity and self-expression. And I myself work with a lot of people on Skype. So I have students from all over the world oh, who I've really? never met face to face, but I'm working with them. And so they're you know, in Australia, and I'm in New York City. And the only thing separating us is, you know, an ocean and lots of miles. 
but on Skype, it's like we're together. So mm -hmm. I'm watching them paint and I'm, I'm guiding them through every step of the way. And we're actually, I'm actually about to launch in another few months an online art program so that really it will not matter, you know, what time zone you're in, what zip code, what country. Uh, I really want people, no matter where they live, to have access to a very encouraging, fulfilling path towards their own creativity and self-expression. And so I'll be offering online classes where people will receive the same level of instruction and, and the same type of experience, although they can you know, be in their pajamas at home mm. and enjoy it just as much. Wow, this is so cool. And Rebecca, it's such a great testament to the fact that really we can create our own path. And like you put it in beautiful words, I'm the artist of my life. You can really just, it's such a powerful lesson that we have the ability to create our own path, even, you know, no matter what field we're working in and what kind of training we've gotten. Um, we really own, we really just really, we're the artists of our own lives. Did you face any resistance from your colleagues, your mentors, family? I mean, I, I would think maybe there was some of that. Absolutely. And how do you and, deal with it? Um, well, I, I'm the type of person where if there's something I really, really believe in and really want, you can almost consider it done. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean there won't be challenges. Um, and in fact, I've faced many, many, many challenges professionally and personally. Uh -huh. However, because I have that type of attitude um, and makeup, when someone challenged me or didn't believe in me, it really was, it became fuel for me. It became ah. fuel for my fire of, okay, well, thanks. I'll show you. Let me show uh, you. <laughs> let me show you what's going to happen here. And um, I love it. I really, I, you know, I really did not consider a lot of other people's opinions. You and were doing it. That's it. I was doing it and that's it. And, you know, there are times in life when it is so important to take in the thoughts and concerns and, you know, experiences of family and mentors and friends and so on. And there are times when taking that in can be really harmful yeah. um, because people can project their own fears right. onto you. And it's really not about you. It's really about them. Right. But it can feel very convincing. And it can, you know, often it's coming from a, a place that they care about you. So I definitely had friends and family and colleagues. <laughs> you know, there were not many people that were fully behind me, that really understood my vision, right. um, and that would, would let's say, cheer, cheer me on 100%. So I had to become my own cheerleader, and I had to just believe in myself 110%. Oh. And when challenges came, at least initially, it's a very, very different story now, um, 
you know, now all the people that felt like, what are you crazy? You're quitting your job. You're not going to have benefits. You don't have the security and you're taking on, uh, you know, a, a rent a that's lease. three times the amount and this and that, and, you know, and you know, the typical Jewish parent or Jewish oh, yeah. cousin, like what you're standing on the corner, handing out flyers. I mean, literally <laughs> I bumped into friends who laughed in my face. Like they thought I had lost it. Oh, and I just, I just knew, I, you know, sometimes you just know you in just the core know. of your being. Right. And for me, I also felt like I'd rather fail, but know that I gave it a hundred percent than not trying at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That way, at least at the end of the day, I can know that I really trusted myself and followed my heart. And thank God, you know, yes, there were failures. However, in the bigger scheme of things, it has been and continues to be a massive success. And so thank God I didn't listen to all of the doubters. Right, right. And a, a really a real calling and a beautiful mission. And um, you've had a tremendous impact in people's life. And like you said before, you're really teaching them. It's not so much about art, but about the tools that they can then implement into their late, daily lives through these, the experience of being creative. Do you have any particular stories that stand out of, you know, of people who've come back to you and told you how certain aspects of their lives have changed because of their experience of working through their creative process? Oh, absolutely. And I have to say that that is the best part of my work. I never get tired of hearing how someone has felt uplifted or empowered or healed or, you know, the the list goes on and on. And it's always very personal to each person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll share one example with you. I Mm -hmm. started um, working with a woman a few years ago, uh, actually from South America. And she had just gone through a very, very difficult divorce. Um, she'd been married for over 20 years and she has two beautiful children and, and now grandchildren. And she was really having a very, very hard time recreating a new chapter for herself and for her life. Mm -hmm. And she decided to take some art classes. She had not painted in forever. Um, And she felt that it, you know, could be therapeutic and enjoyable for her. Um, She, this is now about three years later, she takes a a class with me, a group painting class that I teach every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And she is like a different person, literally. First of all, she, her whole mood and her energy and the way she has created a new chapter in her life is nothing less than inspiring. She is such an uplifting, positive woman. She has really been a ringleader within my studio of creating groups of friends for herself. So not only did she... Wow take a painting class two and a half hours a week. She's created a whole social network for herself um, in, in multiple classes. And so she, she also really learned how to let go of what she would call and what I would call the inner critic, 
Mm. And so when she started taking classes, she was really hard on herself. And I find that those voices that speak up when, you know, if you're painting, those don't happen only when you're painting. Those are the voices that are talking to you every day. Yes. Day in and day out, every week, every year. And so through the painting experience, she really, um, I, I helped her to realize how detrimental these critical voices of, I don't deserve it, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, my artwork stinks, everybody's better than me. Mm. Um, and we really, um, we really looked at, how those critical inner attitudes, you know, this inner negative committee, uh, inner negative committee <laughs> was negatively affecting not only when she was painting, but more than that, her day to day life. Right. And she didn't realize that until she heard it more and more clearly through painting because it was an avenue that was new to her. Wow. Um, and I was able to, you know, really work with her and she was able to identify and then little by little make some behavioral changes. But what's wonderful with art is that it, it's an avenue and a practice that feels less intense and serious. And so it can be done in a playful way. It's fun. You can, you can look at aspects of your personality and aspects of your life in a more playful, uplifting, supportive, colorful manner. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, sitting, I'm not against therapy, but it's not sitting at the therapist's office crying your eyes out. It's a totally different experience and it's very, very soothing and nurturing. And so, um, again, back to this wonderful woman, it's three years later, and she's completely transformed her life. And she will tell you that her experience in my studio, painting, the, the positive environment, it's a very uplifting experience and a very you-can-do-it, um, upbeat energy to the studio. And so she'll tell you that between the class and the staff and the teaching and the support and the people that she's met, that she is now in one of the happiest phases of her life. And she wow. will say that out of everything she was doing for herself during that period of her life, the art studio in New York, you know, really is the game changer and has been and continues to be. And um, that's just one story of literally thousands. So and powerful. Ev- and everybody is in a different life stage. Um, so everybody comes with a different intent and a lot of times people think, oh, I'm just coming. I want to learn how to paint, but they walk away with so much more. It's like discovering a gold mine inside of oneself. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And like you said at the beginning, we are all creative beings. Listen, we're made in the image of, of God and God is exactly. the creator. So we, yeah, we sure are. So let's talk about your new book, Release Your Creativity, which is a great concept for those of us who cannot be over there at the art studio, which is exactly where I want to be right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just ordered my copy of Release Your Creativity, by the way. I can't wait oh, to You're gonna love it. get it and get started. <laughs> so tell us about that. The, my, bo- my book, Release Your Creativity, was just published uh, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And 
The concept of the book is the following. Some of what we've already discussed, that mm-hmm. everybody's creative. But also, once you recognize, hmm, maybe I am creative, or, oh, I don't know if I'm creative, but I sure would love to be, mm-hmm. then, then what do you do? It can be overwhelming. right? And so this book really walks the reader through 15 easy painting projects. And every chapter is designed in the following way. Every chapter includes an art project that I can ultimately promise when finished is something that you'll feel very proud of. And so we're not talking arts and crafts, popsicle stick jewelry (laughs) boxes, although those are great, but we're talking about, um, you know, interesting, expressive artwork that will take you much deeper into your own creativity. Uh And there are beautiful photographs. I worked with an incredible photographer, an incredible design team. And so you are walked step by step by step. You see photographs and you are given content so that you can fully understand what to do in every step of the way. So you really have someone holding your hand, explaining how to use this brush, how to mix a certain color paint, Mm -hmm. how to come up with your own colors and your own textures, how to um, use stencils, et cetera, et cetera. And then how to use all of these ideas so that you can create your very own original piece of artwork. That's an expression of who you are. Uh So it's not paint by number. (laughs) It is not paint by number. And my approach very much is about who are you? You know, what, what's unique about you? How do you express the miracle, the spirit, the soul that you are? And that even if everybody's doing the same project for my book, I can promise you that you're going to have a very unique rendition. Um, And even in the book, I talk about how important it is. Make this your own. You don't have to follow my directions. There's no right or wrong. This is all about you and your experience. And so here are some guides and some tips and tools, and you can follow it as much or as little as you want. And then with each chapter also, I talk about a specific type of tool or tip that has more to do with personal transformation and personal development. So for example, there's a chapter called fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And who in this world has not been up against fear and anxiety? Nobody. At different times (laughs) in their life. And I talk about in that chapter, experiences through the painting process and through the creative process that you can learn, that you can then apply into your daily life. But there's a chapter about meditation and there's a chapter about um, letting go of perfectionism. And each chapter really deals with uh, very tangible day-to-day challenges that as human beings we have. You know, how to not compare yourself to others, how to take responsibility for your life, how to look at the more difficult questions in one's life, how to overcome obstacles, how to face failure, uh, so on and so forth. And so this personal growth piece of the book really weaves in, well, creativity doesn't just happen 
on a canvas. It's really happening moment to moment in my life. Mm -hmm. And how can I, how can I own my creative powers to create a life that I really love and not like, you know, all of life is not flowery and rosy and perfect. And so a lot of the tips and tools that I share in the book talk about how to be the artist of your life, not only in the great times, but in the tough times and the right. challenging times and how to navigate, um, you know, this messy miracle of life that mm-hmm. we're all living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love all this because it's both so spiritual yet so practical. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Rebecca, tell me, please, I'm so intrigued um, about getting an approval from Ellie Wiesel. How, 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 did, how did that come about? Was he, was he your student? I was his student. Oh. I studied at Boston University, and uh-huh. Ellie Wiesel, who is really one of my personal heroes, was a professor at Boston University for many years. And I was blessed to have been accepted into one of his graduate courses, although I was undergraduate. And uh, as one of his students, he sits down or he sat down with every student and spent one-on-one time with each person to get to know them. That is um, incredible. It, I, I was floored and I still am. That and is, wow. He, I remember sitting in his office and he just looked at me with the kindest eyes and said, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your family. Where did you grow up? Uh, you know, as if I was just having a cup of tea with a random person. He had, he took so much interest in who I was as a human being. And it was just such a testament to how giving of a person he was mm-hmm. that in that moment, in that hour that we spent together, it felt like no other person on the planet existed. He was 100% present with me. Oh, and so when, when we were together, we spoke about my artwork mm-hmm. and I had brought photos Um, to share with him of my artwork. There were no cell phones with photos on them at that time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, a year prior, I had traveled to Eastern Europe and Israel. It was my first trip to Israel. And in Eastern Europe, I had visited a number of the uh, concentration camps. And a lot of my artwork at that time was inspired and influenced by my experience, by my Jewish experience and my reconnection to my own Jewish roots. And so um, we discussed we discussed that piece of my life and, and my artwork, and he very generously offered, listen, if I can ever help you in any way, it would be my pleasure. And ultimately, he reviewed my artwork and created and wrote a recommendation for my artwork that I still use to this day. Wow. Wow. What a story. What a story. You know, some of these behind the scenes of how people impact, you know, you, you, you have this figure that we all seem to know so much about, but this the personal story of how you had this relationship with him. So, so very powerful. And, you know, that experience really impacted me on so many levels in, in terms of living generously and yes. being generous to others and helping others. And say, and if I'm in a position to help someone else to, to go that extra mile, no matter how busy or tired or mm-hmm. stressed or whatever, um, 
you know, because I could really make a difference in someone else's path. And if I can do that, what an honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Rebecca, I have a question regarding, um, I guess, from the perspective of my uh, being a mother, and since you've worked with children also in the studio, and so we we discussed how we can, you know, obviously through through a program like uh, through a book like Release Your Creativity or going to the art studio in New York or something like that, we could work on our own creative process. But I guess from as a mother, my question is, what could we do, be doing better for our kids? Because as you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, there are these instances in our childhood where, what did you call it before, where we get that traumatic, what is it? <laughs> Post-traumatic art class. Yeah, exactly. Disorder. So what could we be doing better with our kids? Like I have young kids and I see that they're so creative, like seriously, like they just want to be creating and inventing. And it's just so beautiful to see what can we any tips on what can we do to nourish that? It's an excellent question. And it is such an important question. The average person does not realize how important creativity is for kids. Mm-hmm. Art specifically for kids aids in tremendous brain development. Mm. And so it's not just about having fun, although that itself, that in and of itself is worth it. Right. But the, the child who engages artistically in an art class or artistic activities will benefit in dozens and dozens of ways. And it's scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just because I've watched it. There are articles online and in newspapers and studies that are endless. Um, so for younger children, um, you know, the, the overall brain development and capacity is tremendous. Problem solving skills, communication skills, um, out of the box thinking, critical thinking, Um, ability to develop different types of relationships, ability to express one's feelings, and even later on, higher test scores. They're all linked and proven to be connected to one's self-expression creatively. And this is a very short list. The Mm -hmm. list goes on and on and on. And there's a whole other list when it comes to adults in terms of well-being. And so firstly, I can't encourage parents enough to create space and time for their children to express themselves and to use their creativity. And it does not only have to be painting. It could Mm -hmm. be, you know, singing. It could be working with Legos. It could be drawing. It could, you know, whatever your child is seeming interested in, Mm -hmm. encourage it. My second suggestion is lose the judgment. So... If you have a five-year-old or a 10-year-old, there's no room for judgment of, oh, you know, the, the one you did before is my favorite, or, oh, this is looking a little messy. Maybe you should use a Sharpie marker and outline it, or, oh, honey, try harder to stay inside the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, life is not about staying inside the lines. Oh, and the I most- love that. Say that again. <laughs> Life is not about staying inside of the lines. And the most successful people, and I'm not just talking about financially, I'm talking Uh about people who have the most successful marriages, the happiest and healthiest families, um, who, you know, feel so fulfilled and alive. 
are not living inside the lines. And so if we encourage and nurture our children to express and to create in a way that is authentic to them, and no two children are going to do this in the same way. And so removing that judgment, that critical judgment that we approach, because someone else was critical with us. So we're basically throwing our baggage on them. It's, It's not productive. It's not a productive in art and it's not productive anywhere else. And I would say the third thing is, you know, creating the time and the space. So for example, if you know that your child is interested in drawing, don't overload their schedule with sports, accept what they're interested in. Don't encourage them to do what you're interested in. Go do what you're interested in and not on your own. Encourage them to do what they're naturally interested in Such, and uh-huh. expose them. Uh, for example, uh, a couple of years ago, my two nephews came to New York for the day and I brought them to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. They had never been. I bought them headsets and they have specifically for children uh, a guide who creates this really engaging, fun experience of the museum. Mm -hmm. They loved it. They were mesmerized. And we were able to then have, you know, great discussions and fun and laughter. And and that opened up a whole world for them. And so it's your job as the parent to expose your children creatively. Um, And that could look like many things. It could be you know what, let's have a scavenger hunt art day at the local museum, or let's find a program on the internet that is specifically for kids and is going to be really fun and learning about famous artists. Or, you know, there are so many things online now too. Google art projects or art day for mom and child, you know, and you, and you can be creative in it. And not only will it be excellent for your children, but it will be excellent for you. And it's a very, very fun and productive nurturing way to bond and to have an experience that is meaningful. I, I love everything you're saying. I love it. All right. All right. Rebecca, let's, let's have some fun here. And I always like to wrap my interviews with what I call JLP fill in the blank. So this Great. is the part of the show where I give you an open-ended sentence, an open-ended sentence, and you finish it with the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? Yes. All right. I'm Rebecca Schweiger, and I feel most spiritual when? When I am in vast nature... Mm. untouched vast nature does it come out in your artwork absolutely wow all right my favorite mitzvah or one that i feel most connected to is tzedakah i love being able to give and share with others and you know quote unquote pay it forward I love, Rebecca, you said about nature before, but you live in the city. Where did you grow up? <laughs> yeah, I live in the city. That's not the most <laughs> The wild <natural>. jungle. <laughs> right, right, right. Not the most natural setting. I grew up in Massachusetts. However, my parents are from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And I, I escape the city often. Oh, good. I go wherever the trees are. Good, 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 good. <laughs> All right. My fondest, sweetest Jewish memory is... 
growing up at my Aunt Marilyn's house, we would go there for Pesach Seder. Mm. And my great grandfather was led the Seder. Um, and he was an immigrant from Eastern Europe. And I have strong memories of him making Kiddush. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be ha- to have been able to know my great-grandfather has provided me with incredibly deep roots Jewishly that I, I, I feel like I could shut my eyes and see myself there at that table right now. Wow, how powerful, how powerful. You mentioned how much you loved tzedakah before. Any particular causes that you're very... Um, passionate about that you'd love to give to? I'm very involved with a number of organizations in Israel. I lived in Israel and I travel to Israel often. And um, whenever I have a chance to support Israel, it's something that I feel very, very passionate about. Uh, and so that is, there are too many organizations to list, mm-hmm. although um, Mayor Panim is one of them. And that provides support to those who are less financially advantaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a number of other organizations that I feel very passionate about that are based in Israel. Very nice. Something I wish I had learned about Judaism growing up. Well, that's, that's a loaded one. <laughs> because I did not grow up religious. And I became more involved and connected Jewishly and more of a spiritual level as a young adult. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think one thing that I wish I would have learned would be the power of Shabbat and um, the opportunity to connect with my family and um, sort of deepen spiritually through an ongoing Shabbat practice would have been something really beautiful and powerful to have known as a child. Have you taken that upon yourself yet? Or is this? Yes. Oh, wow. Very, very, very nice. And finally, I'm Rebecca Schweiger. And today I feel I am most grateful for. I am most grateful for being healthy, for being alive and for being able to live my dream freely to be a woman. I I know it's more than one thing, but to be a Jewish woman in America, to be able to practice Judaism freely, to have a career that I've created, to have a life that I've created and to have the tremendous amount of freedom. I literally thank God daily for that. Wow, Rebecca, you are such an inspiration. This has been such a pleasure, such important messages. There's so much here for all of us to take in and and learn and really internalize. And I and I love it. And so everybody can find Rebecca at um, theartstudionewyork.com, right? Well, actually, it's theartstudiony, right? Exactly, theartstudiony.com. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and very easy to find there. On Instagram, the hashtag is release, uh, excuse me, the uh, link is release your creativity. And on Facebook under the Art Studio New York or release your creativity. And we're going to be doing something together for everybody, all of our listeners to try to win something. Tell us about it. Yes, I'm super excited. We, uh, Yael and I, are creating a very exciting contest. And you can win $600 worth of private art lessons with me, either in New York City or online. So it doesn't matter 
where you live and it will be one-on-one and in order to enter you will need to uh, have a copy of release your creativity so if you haven't purchased a copy yet it's available online on amazon.com and right now they're offering at 30% off so definitely a great deal to take advantage of Mm -hmm. and we are asking you to post on Instagram and or Facebook a picture of you with your favorite project in the book. So you can do a selfie or have someone photograph you holding the book and your favorite chapter or create a project from the book and post that. And, and you can show t- us. <laughs> exactly. Show us what you've created. Um, and we will ask you to tag us. Yes, don't and forget then, to tag us. <laughs> yep, tag both the Art Studio New York as well as... Jewish Latin uh, Princess. Exactly. And then after about two weeks, we will pick a winner. And I will be so thrilled, honored, and excited to teach and learn together with you. Oh my gosh, it sounds amazing. And everybody go enter the contest please because I'm going to be living vicariously through you (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca it has been such a pleasure and thank you for coming on the show and I really look forward to staying in touch and and hearing maybe in the future you'll come back on the show and tell us update us on what's going on in your life and in the art studio I would love that I would love that and yeah Elle thank you so much I'm so appreciative of talking to you today Thanks so much to Rebecca for stopping by. Her website is theartstudiony.com and Rebecca is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at theartstudiony. And you can also follow at Release Your Creativity on Instagram and Facebook. And remember that Rebecca and I want to encourage you to indeed release your creativity. So we're offering $600 worth of private art lessons with Rebecca. How cool is that? I want that. And I can't have it because it's for you guys. So you got to enter the contest, order your book on Amazon and show us a picture on Facebook or Instagram with a book or with a project you're working on from the book and tag us at Jewish Latin Princess at the Art Studio NY and at Release Your Creativity. And don't forget to share with us. I love Release Your Creativity because, yep, we want to hear why you're loving it. All this information is back at JewishLatinPrincess.com. And soon we might have full transcripts of each episode. What do you think, guys? Good idea? Would you like to have full transcripts of the interviews? Would that be helpful? Let me know. I'm curious. You know where to find me. JewishLatinPrincess.com Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit JewishLatinPrincess.com.